Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. All right, hello, 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 and welcome back to Chris Platy Presents Hip Hop and Basketball. This is an NBA podcast series on free agency, episode 3 of 13, where I do 13 podcasts in 13 days, and this is here to talk about the late night recap of day one, as well as talk about what's, uh, what's the latest news in day two of free agency and the deals that have happened since now. The last time I recorded was about 6 7 o'clock p.m. yesterday so since then there have been a few deals and a few changes in terms of rumors as always i got my phone by me in case any breaking news happens so i'll let you guys know on that but there's a few things that i want to talk about in terms of just the deals that happened and again the rumors that are that are circulating because there's some big developments and some major stories right now okay So first, let's start with some of the deals that I missed since uh, posting the podcast. Now, um, the biggest one probably was the Kent Bazemore staying with Atlanta. Um, Again, at the end of at the end of my podcast, uh, the Dwight Howard signing kind of broke the news right as I was about to get ready to sign off on the podcast. So I was able to talk about that a little. Uh, Again, it shows that the Hawks are moving on from Al Horford. And now that they've signed Howard and Bazemore for $70 million each, Howard for three years, Bazemore for four years. And I said this before. I said this before the podcast um, in the free agency, the pre-free agency podcast, where I said Ken Bazemore will make north of $15 million per year. You have my word on it. Book it. And it looks like I'm right. He's getting about scheduled to get about $15 million a year with the gradual increase that will reach... Um, I'll reach near $18.5 million by the end of his deal. So he is getting paid. He's a nice 3 and D wing, um, very talented, shot the ball very well. But he is very, very one-dimensional. That is what he does is just screen, or sorry, not screen, defend and shoot the 3. And he does it at a pretty high level, so he's going to get paid for that. Um, Let's see what's the the next thing, the, the next deal that happened. Um... Darrell Arthur re-signing with the Nuggets for three years, $23 million. Not a big deal. Um, he's a nice quality free agent, nice quality role player, but again, nothing that's actually going to change um, the course of trajectory for the Nuggets and their timeline for contention. Uh, okay, this was the other big one I was looking for. So Joachim Noah um, re-signs with the Knicks for four years, or sorry, not re-signs, signs with the Knicks for four years, $72 million. Uh, great deal for Joaquin Noah. Don't know if that's a don't know if that's a great deal for New York on a guy who's already having health problems. But when he is healthy, he's great. Uh, so now the Knicks are taking a gamble on both Derrick Rose and Joaquin Noah. Ironically, both teammates both having knee issues and health issues in general. So um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I I wasn't a fan of it be- because I said this in the last podcast yesterday when I talked about it. Because it was a it was a rumor at that point, it wasn't confirmed. Um, look, 
Przingis is a great stretch five. He's he's so unique, and there's not many players around the league that can shoot the three like he can and protect the rim and is 7-3 and has, um, has all that skill. So I think that you have to full-on develop him, and I believe in development by playing. I don't believe in it by watching. I know there is some things uh, you can watch and learn from, and that's very true, but that's what the off season's for, in my opinion, uh, to watch film and learn about that. But as far as the actual experience and repetition of playing games, I think you need to de- devote as much time as possible to Kristaps uh, Porzingis playing the five. And he's actually productive, too. So I'm not too sure if I like this deal if I'm New York. Uh, it shows that they're probably either going to start Melo at the three and Porzingis at the four and no at the five, or they're going to start Melo at the four and bring Porzingis off the bench. Um, I think Melo should be at the four and Porzingis should be at the five. Now, I know that that is um, what everybody is saying, but it, it makes sense. Melo plays best at the four and Porzingis plays uh, is slated to play best at the five. I mean, just looking at his tools and what he has to offer, I think that him at the five will be very, very deadly. So, you might as well start that transition now. I don't think you're paying Jacquem no eighteen million to come off the bench, especially when he had so many problems with coming off the bench last year. He was uh he was not happy about it at all. So we'll see we'll see how it plays out. But again, it's a very New York move. You know, they make they make one move that's good or kind of good with the Derrick Rose trade and then all of a sudden they go back to doing a doing what the New York Knicks do, and that's overpaying for an old free agent with health problems. All right, next up, Jared Dudley signing with the Suns, joining the Suns again. Now, he started off his career in Phoenix, so he's kind of a little bit of a homecoming of sorts, and he's going there for three years, $30 million. He's a great veteran presence. He can shoot. He can defend. And he's just a great, great locker room guy. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people out there that say that a lot of people are locker room players, but nobody talks as much and as highly about Jared Dudley as um, as any other NBA player. I mean, he is he is considered one of the greatest locker room guys to have, um, just both for his humor and for his insight that he offers to the game. So... I like that move for Phoenix because they are such a young core. Ten million per year in this climate for what he does is not bad at all. I actually thought Jared Dudley could have got a little bit more of a pay raise, but you know, I, I like that Jared Dudley went to a young team like Phoenix instead instead of going to a contender and trying to win a title. So we'll see, we'll see how it happens there, but um, I like this move for both sides, and right now I'm very very happy. Now Joe Johnson did sign with the Utah Jazz. Um, that was a, that was a great move. Adds some again some veteran presence. They acquired George Hill, so they got a veteran point guard, and now they got a veteran wing player. And I like that um, Utah is full fledged to make the playoffs. They are really making a push. I like that, and um, they still got they still got about nine million dollars to spend before they reach the floor, um, which is the minimum teams have to spend. If they don't spend, what is the floor cap? then they actually do get fined for it. So they got to spend another $9 million. So Utah is not done yet. I expect them to make some type of either either upgrade at the 5 or um, get like a backup or, um, 
or take a flyer on some type of uh, some type of wing player that's kind of versatile and kind of fits what they're doing. But Utah is stacked at every position, so I think that it's smart for them to either go for a backup five or to Rudy Gobert, who has had health problems last year. So it's worth it's worth investing serious money in a backup um, in a backup center. I think that's the way you go. Uh, all right, so let's see what else we missed. Um, Salem Hill. Okay, yes, I reported this wrong yesterday. I believe, I was told that he went to the Jazz, but instead he went to the Pelicans. Four years, fifty-two million. I like that deal for the Pelicans. Again, this is a guy who shot. Um, according to Synergy, he was the second most efficient scorer in the postseason this year, meaning that um, if effective field goal percentage takes into account not only the shot. Um, not only if it's uh, if the shot goes in in or not, but it also uh, equates to how effective the field goal is, like uh, weighing three pointers heavier than twos, and all of all of those metrics too. So he actually is a very um, he actually had a very great postseason. He's versatile. He can play the three, the four, sometimes even the two. He can defend all three of those positions. So I like that move for the Pelicans a lot. Um, gives them some help on the wing, something that they haven't had in a while. Uh, Davis needs a guy who can get buckets now. I don't know if Salm Hill is that guy, but um, according to the synergy stats and how he looked in the playoffs just watching him from the eye test, it looks like he can get a decent amount of points for you, and he can be that guy that kind of um, offloads the pressure from the uh, Pelicans and Anthony Davis. And so th- those were the moves that I saw yesterday that were that were big. Um, so now I want to talk about the latest development in Al Horford. Okay, so the Al Horford situation now is, again, like I said, with Howard signing with the Hawks and Bazemore, it shows that the Hawks knew that they didn't have a chance, either that or they just chose not to go for Al Horford. So um, So now that Horford is a complete free agent, it's very clear. It's very clear that Horford is leaving, and so there's a report that came out late last night, um, about eight nine o'clock p.m. Eastern time, and it stated that Horford is choosing this weekend. He's making his decision by Monday, and so um, he's he's choosing between four teams: the Wizards, the Celtics, the Rockets, and a mystery team. Now, no nobody knows who this fourth team is. Um, some have speculated it's San Antonio. Others have uh, speculated that it's Golden State, that it's Oklahoma City Thunder, um, that it's Detroit. I mean, there's there's a lot of teams it could be because he is highly sought after. So um, I I personally think that it's the Spurs because you never count the Spurs out. But then again, it might not be the Spurs because they're entering the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. So uh, it's it could be it could be Detroit. Look, because um, and I know I'm kind of pushing for Detroit because I believe that Horford and Detroit is such a good fit for both sides. But um, the reason why I think it could be Detroit is because Detroit isn't going after, like I said, Kevin Durant, like um, the Spurs, the Warriors, the Heat. These teams aren't really are going for Durant first and Horford later. So if Horford's expected to make a decision this week, then I don't think it's one of those teams because it it, it can't be if he's um if he's not if he's not waiting on Kevin Durant to make a decision because we don't expect Durant to make a decision by this weekend either. So 
So we'll see what it is. Uh, maybe maybe it could be the Thunder. Um, maybe he did hear the Thunder's pitch because the Thunder is trying to clear cap space for um, for Al Horford to sign both Horford and Durant, which would be again a massive deal. Um, so we'll see we'll see where that goes. Uh, the latest news on Dwayne Wade is another interesting thing. Dwayne Wade is now there's reports that he's gotten multi-year contract offers from multiple teams the Bucks and the Mavs and the Bulls are are among them and each each contract is over 20 million per year for multiple years uh, that's something that the Heat likely aren't going to match now Dwayne Wade isn't a restricted free agent but he is in a sense because of his loyalty to Miami I don't believe he's leaving if if Miami offers him the, the best contract he's staying in Miami if Miami even offers him relatively close to the best contract then uh, he's staying because, again, he's a Heat for life. So I don't expect him to move, but at the same time, this is an interesting development because reports are coming out that everyone around the league, GMs included, are starting to talk and think that maybe he really is leaving because he really is fed up with the way that he are negotiating with him or lack thereof. So I think that I think that if I'm Dwayne Wade, I think the most sense is Chicago because you do have Jimmy Butler, and with that duo, you can you can maybe do something. And also, you got to figure out that Dwayne Wade is um, he's born he was born in Chicago, so he flirted with Chicago in 2010 when he was uh, when he was a free agent last time. And um, with that being said, he 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 ended up staying in Miami because he got LeBron. So uh, so he wasn't gonna leave. He wasn't gonna leave Miami for uh, for Chicago if he had LeBron coming. But uh, so maybe it's maybe it's real this time. LeBron went home. Maybe D Wade goes home. Uh, it it doesn't really it doesn't really change things. Wade's always gonna be looked at as a Heat for life, no matter where he goes. Uh, just like people don't remember Patrick Ewing outside of the Knicks and. Hakeem outside of the Rockets like people don't remember this stuff they remember you by your greatest moments so if if I'm Dwayne Wade I'm seriously considering it it's cool to spend uh spend your entire career with one franchise but at the same time sometimes you got to do what's right and you got to move on if the situation isn't isn't good so we'll see what happens there it all depends on what uh Kevin Durant does if Kevin Durant comes to Miami then Dwayne Wade has to take a serious serious pay cut um but then then again if if he doesn't if Kevin Durant doesn't go to Miami then Dwayne Wade uh, and the Heat have a lot of cap space and a lot of wiggle room so I think they can offer him a relatively great deal so Wade's just got to play it out if he really wants to stay in Miami which I believe his intentions are so now let's move to the top. Uh, Kevin Durant. Now there's there's a lot of there's a lot of progression in him. So since since we last talked about Kevin Durant, he met with the Warriors, and that meeting went over two hours. Went very very well, according to reports. He was quote blown away by it. And also now there's another rumor coming out that he was uh, blown away by the Clippers meeting, which is surprising because the Clippers meeting. Their whole pitch, as everyone knows, is the big four. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan. Now, that's an interesting and dynamic uh, four-man team. That's a super team, really. But um, it, it, would really, it would really be a cap juggle. 
and Kevin Durant would have to take a massive pay cut for it to work. That's why it's tough to see it happening. But uh, maybe what I what I've been uh, what I've been thinking about since I heard this story, and I I haven't heard anybody report this possibility. But if I'm Durant and I'm going to the Clippers, what I do is I I would talk about doing a one plus one with the Clippers because next summer Paul Blake and Durant would all be free agents, so that would open up massive ca- uh, cap space. And then with that being said, they could all negotiate and take relatively even pay cuts instead of Durant taking a four-year massive pay cut and being massively underpaid and being the fourth highest paid player on that team. So I think it makes most sense for both sides if he takes a one plus one with the Clippers if he does go there. So, But it's interesting because that meeting lasted over four hours. Uh, Kevin Durant was reportedly blown away by it. That's the quote being used. So we'll see how it plays out. I mean, it's a lot more interesting than it was about 30 to 48 hours ago. Um, 48 hours ago, it looked like Durant was all about the Thunder, and that was it. But now it looks like he's actually considering uh, the Warriors and the Clippers. Uh, I don't think he has the meeting scheduled for Sunday with Pat Riley, so we'll see how that meeting goes. But um, right now, man, look, I expect... I expect him to stay with the Thunder still, but it's interesting to see that he is um, at least considering other options in terms of uh, in terms of the Thunder and and looking outside of that scope. So it's it's interesting. Uh, it's making free agency a whole lot interesting. But if you're if you're into the Vegas betting odds and stuff, I still don't bet against him staying with the Thunder, whether it's a one plus one or a five year deal. Um, doesn't doesn't really matter. I, I expect him to stay with the Thunder. Uh, but he could he could potentially go to the Clippers or to the or to the Warriors. I mean, it's it's interesting. He he makes a great fit there. Uh, but I, but really though, you were one game away from the finals and you had a three one lead against the Warriors, and it took a Clay Thompson amazing once in a lifetime performance to to beat you. So I mean, I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that he's. Uh, that he's leaving unless again he's not sold on Westbrook and him as as a duo for the future I know he likes Westbrook and he likes him as a person and he gets along with him great and that's his brother he ride and dies for him which is cool but uh, I'm at times I'm not sure that he is convinced that Russell and him are the best fit on the court and that's the issue it's all about on the court so we'll see the Thunder have been aggressive they made some good moves so I, I tend to believe he's safe because because they made great moves trading for Oladipo and Sabonis as well as trying to clear cap space for Horford. So they've been aggressive, and I think that goes a long way with Kevin Durant. Now, the interesting thing I heard about Kevin Durant, which is something I've been saying all along on so many podcasts, is that this was on the Zach Lowe podcast, and I believe it was um, I believe it was Brian Windhorst that said it. He said that Durant is looking for reasons to stay, not the other way around. In 2010, LeBron was looking for reasons to leave. That's why Miami, the grass was always greener on the other side. Whereas Durant is looking for reasons to stay. He's not, he's not looking to leave. He really doesn't want to leave, but uh, he, he is keeping an open mind. So that goes a long way in terms of uh, free agency pitches because if your mindset is staying, then it takes a lot to overcome that. 
but again he's being blown away by both the Warriors and the Clippers so it's it's very interesting personally I think he's a better fit on the Warriors and the Clippers but either way whatever whichever one of those teams got him if the Thunder didn't get him that would be an amazing team and that team would probably be the favorites to win the West now I know the Clippers would have to fill their roster out with a bunch of mid-level exceptions and and cheap players but you know what if, if you get Kevin Durant Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan on one team then you know what you don't need much else you really don't you just need one or two great role players to step up and have a great game every once in once in uh, 15 20 games and that's that's it so I I think that the Clippers are a real threat uh, I still think that the Warriors are above the Clippers in terms of a threat to sign Kevin Durant and the Thunder remain at top, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. There's no word yet on when his decision is expected, so we'll keep a lookout for that. And now that will conclude everything that I was looking forward to talking about. So I'm going to I'm going to check this out and check out my phone and see what's going on, see if there's any new deals. All right, no, there is none. So in this 20-minute period, I was able to avoid uh, missing out on any major deals. Now, hopefully nothing happens between the time I put this up and um, the time I finish recording this. But anyways, thank you for tuning in, guys. This is Chris Platty presenting Hip Hop and Basketball. Uh, this is the NBA Podcast Series, Episode 3 of 13. 13 podcasts in 13 days, talking strictly about NBA free agency. And for those of you that are a fan of this podcast, you can check out all of my content I've ever posted on iTunes and on Podbean. The link will be on my Twitter handle, which is chrispy1132. I have links to both my iTunes and my Podbean there, so you can check that out and support. And you can also check out my hip-hop podcast, which I do as well. That will be with my iTunes and Podbean, so you can find it all there. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow with more NBA.